Buenos dias from Gracia. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 21st of September 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Kicking off with an update on Spanish women's football. And boy, has a lot happened since last week. On Monday the 18th, Montset Tomé, new head coach for the national women's team, announced her chosen squad for the upcoming National League tournament. However, after Tomé's announcement, at least 15 of the 23 players reiterated their feelings towards the Spanish Football Federation, or RFEF. They said they would not play until the RFEF has implemented major reforms. The players have stated that the current federation structures do not allow them to work in suitable conditions and do not respect them as women or athletes. In their statement, they said that they remained committed to their boycott and will only play when the RFEF makes changes. Still, when it came to showing up for international duty Tuesday the 19th in Valencia, all but two players turned up. However, not because they wanted to perform their duties, but because legally, if they didn't show up, they would have been given a two-year suspension from playing for any Spanish team and fines of up to 30,000 euro. The fate of Monse Tomé's position is up in the air, too, as players requested a replacement in a letter to the RFEF on Friday the 15th because they say she is too friendly with former RFEF president Rubiales. Probably she will only coach the team for the first two National League games until they find a replacement. Jenny Armoso, the Spanish player at the heart of the situation, has responded to the national team coach Monse Tomé and the RFEF in a statement questioning their decision not to include her in the national team's list. Tomé and the RFEF said they didn't include Hermoso to protect her. Hermoso expressed skepticism, asking, protect me from what or from whom? So far, Hermoso has criticized the RFEF for including players who had requested not to be called up, saying that this divisive strategy is meant to intimidate and threaten players with legal and economic consequences. Because if you're called up, you have to play or face a two-year suspension. Hermoso has stated many times that she stands with her fellow teammates in the current proceedings. After beating England to win the World Cup, let's hope sporting heroes get some vindication for an incident that shouldn't have clouded their amazing success and that this leads to some reform within the Soccer Federation. Moving on to language, the Catalan branch of the Spanish Socialist Party, or PSST, called on all EU member states not to veto a proposal to make Catalan an official language in the European Union. Catalan pro-independence parties have imposed certain conditions to provide their support to the PSOE and to give Pedro Sánchez another term in office. They are asking PSOE to make Catalan an official language and to push for an amnesty, which we talked about last week. First, Spain wanted to make Basque and Gallego official EU languages too, but dropped its aspiration. EU member states have said they are looking into the financial and legal consequences of adding Catalan as official or semi-official EU language and said that it would potentially slow down the decision-making process and cost a ton, which it surely would do, but also open up a whole can of worms for other non-national languages. Sweden and Finland, predictably, have publicly expressed their concerns. Still, other Spanish political parties called for a reassessment of separatist demands saying the current proceedings could damage progress and hinder constructive dialogue across Spain and EU member states. While awaiting for the EU decision, Spanish MPs can now speak in Basque, Catalan, and Galician in Congress, thanks to an agreement by the socialist-led caretaker government. Change aims to promote linguistic diversity. This is also part of the Catalan pro-independence party's proposals. The move has garnered support from some parties, but faced criticism from the Partido Popular, the People's Party, and 
with a nationalistic Vox party, which didn't do so hot in the last elections. Vox MPs demonstrated their displeasure on Tuesday the 19th during a formal vote where some of the MPs from the nationalistic party walked out of Congress in protest and everyone else yawned. Another topic on the EU agenda is Ukrainian grain. Luis Planes Puchades, Spain's agriculture minister, said that an EU unilateral ban on Ukrainian grain imports would be illegal. His statement was in response to countries, particularly Poland, Hungary, and Slovakia, announcing their own restrictions on Ukrainian grain imports. The European Commission had imposed a ban on Ukrainian grain imports, but it did not extend it. So Poland, government's very nervous about an October election, Slovakia and Hungary, an autocracy under Viktor Orban, imposed their own restrictions. Ukraine has been struggling during its conflict with Russia because it can't export as much grain as it would like, resorting to so-called solidarity routes to neighboring countries rather than preferred routes via the Black Sea. Since the uncertainty of Ukrainian grain, Almendralejo, a small Spanish city in Extremadura, had to deal with dark and heartbreaking misuse of AI. In at least four educational institutions in the city, 20 different girls had their photos manipulated by an artificial intelligence program, turning them into nude images and deeply upsetting all involved. The app, which claims to undress anyone, altered the girls' pictures originally uploaded to social media. Some of the alleged perpetrators, who police say may be the girls' classmates, have been identified. However, it hasn't been confirmed whether they were the girls' peers, but it has been established that many of them are under 14 and therefore not criminally liable under Spanish law. The juvenile prosecutor's office is investigating the case. The affected girl's parents are seeking legal advice for a very upsetting and new crime. Devastating hailstorm has caused widespread agricultural damage. Over the weekend, the storm struck the eastern regions of Valencia and Murcia, destroying vineyards, citrus groves, and other critical crops. The hailstones were reportedly the size of golf balls. Farmers are now grappling with the aftermath facing substantial financial losses. Spain's a key player in global agricultural, particularly in citrus, and this event is expected to impact both the local economy and international markets. Turning our attention to health, for years, studies have shown that people who never drink alcohol tend to have higher mortality rates compared with those who drink occasionally or in small amounts. This idea has supported the belief that a little wine or beer daily is good for you. However, largest study on alcohol and Mortality in Spain, presented at the Spanish Society of Epidemiology's Congress, has explained the paradox. They say that many of those who say they never drink actually have health problems preventing them from doing so. These people may include former addicts, those with chronic disease, and people who have had bad reactions to alcohol. Ultimately, the study emphasized that moderate and occasional alcohol consumption provides absolutely no mortality benefits compared to abstaining. So sorry. Continuing with health, but shifting to COVID, an outbreak of disease dubbed COVID for cows has spread to nearly every province in the country and could affect the Spanish economy significantly. Since November 22nd, Spain has been grappling with an outbreak of episodic hemographic disease, or AHA, a viral disease that mainly affects deer and cattle. It does not, however, affect humans and cannot be spread to humans in any way. Despite this, it poses significant challenges for the livestock sector, as affected animals must be immobilized. AHA spreads through mosquitoes, and although Spain has managed to keep out the disease for many years, it may have found its way over from northern Africa, where they've been battling the issue for some time. 
Princess Leonor completed her basic military training. Photos of her in military uniform and training field in Zaragoza have been made public. The heiress received the officer's saber along with 560 other cadets. Ending with a little lowdown on what's going on in Barcelona this weekend, from the 22nd to the 25th of September, the annual La Marseille Festival will take place. Like every year, there are concerts, events, child-friendly activities throughout the city. It's a celebration of the city's patron saint, Mare de Deu de la Marseille, and most of the activities are free. Finally, European Union transportation ministers are meeting tonight at São Paulo, and there will be a pillow fight of sleeper train fans to encourage those ministers to have more sleeper trains throughout Europe, particularly to and from Barcelona. To see photos, check hashtag PillowTrainEU. That's hashtag PillowTrainEU. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Before we leave, I wanted to thank everyone who's been listening to us and welcome all new subscribers. We're happy that Rorschach Spain community is growing. However, a little sad because we had to cancel our update about Venezuela due to a lack of audience and revenue. So please, if you enjoy Rorschach Spain update, share it with friends on social media and message us if you have any ideas on how to keep us growing or how we should do better, including how we can never, ever have any ads. Also, if you're feeling super generous today, you can financially support us with a link in the show notes. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.